Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Let me show you how saute do, bro. It's cool. It's episode four, and I'm back. Chill with all of that. Just listen to this track. Here's another one, even when I rap. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Saute J. You're listening to Saute South Podcast, episode four. It is September 3rd, 2021, and I'm in the freaking building. I got a couple questions for you guys today. What is your favorite movie from your favorite director? And what are five movies that you absolutely love? I'm also going to hit you guys with a Snoozeville's list that's pretty lengthy, but it's all good. I needed my rest and I got it. I also got five recommendations I don't want to share with you guys that I think you need to check out and might actually enjoy. We're going to get into some fun conversation about the Terminator franchise and what I look forward to going into each Terminator movie. And I'm going to share the latest noise with you guys because... All I'm going to say is Michael Myers is sick and tired of having to wait until Halloween to go crazy. Let's get it. You know, I don't think y'all believe me when I was talking about Eric Killmonger and Mufasa taking over Pride Rock. Uh, I don't think y'all did. Insomniac Dreams were born. Shouts to my mans. But he ain't take me serious. He was just like, I love the speculation, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like, speculators, bro. You think I'm making this up, nigga? I ain't making this up. Because I go based on what I see, read, and hear. And I've been seeing a lot of Michael Myers activity. Not just in Illinois, but North Carolina. His location was on, and I seen it. He's calling this slasher fest. For when he goes ape shit from October 1st till the 31st, he feels that he does not have to wait until October 31st to go crazy. I unfollowed because I was scared. So I mean, he's recruiting people, all slashers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. I think the clown from the Terrifier, he likes the way that, 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 he split that girl in half with the saw upside down. He likes that, Mike Myers. He was like, yeah, folks with it hard. Excuse my language. So Mike's trying to get him, and, and whew, he's putting together the Avengers of Slashers. And he's gonna go crazy. He's dedicating each week for each person so they can get their fill. But Mike's done waiting till Halloween. He's done, that's a lot of bodies that he has, he has to kill a lot of people in a very short amount of time to get his fill. He's like, nah, I can't do this in the day no more, man. I've been doing this since what, 78? Our fans, please correct me if I'm wrong. Y'all are beasts. Y'all know everything. So correct me. But that's that's just what I'm seeing, hearing. Everyone's talking about it. Patrick Beverly, he's talking about it. A lot. So I'm just sharing that with you guys because, you know, I, I want to get into the recommendations and the Snoresville's list, but, you know, these questions that I asked you guys, your favorite movie from your favorite director and five movies you absolutely love. I love you guys. You guys participated. I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun with this. And talk about getting love. Some day ones. My girl, she participated. I ain't gonna lie, yo. When I saw Appealing Beauty, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Gianna knows I'm crazy about her. You know, we're gonna start off with Appealing Beauty. Her favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. And she actually gave me three movie she says she can go with any kill bill film fire and pulp fiction fire good choices blu-ray sim lebron james the film community and the reason why i have a letterbox blu-ray sim his favorite uh director is stanley kubrick 
favorite movie, Clockwork Orange. Good choice. I love this movie. I love everything about it. The vibe is perfect. I try to watch that movie at least once a year. Good choice. My homie Lids, 81. Favorite director, John Carpenter. Favorite movie, Halloween. I, I, you know, I'm really sure this movie came out in 78. Lids, correct me if I'm wrong. If it didn't come out in 78, it came out in 76. I get Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween mixed up all the time. I, I don't know how. If Texas Chainsaw didn't come out in 76, it came out in 78. I don't know. Mother homie Colorado Queen, another Tarantino fan. Favorite movie, Django. This movie's fire. Good choice. My day one, X Funky Fresh X. He has a lot of favorites, but he decided to hit me with Chris Nolan. Favorite movie that he that Chris Nolan did was Interstellar. That's a good movie, man. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I know it's a sci-fi and I'm slipping. I don't know what's going on with me. But um, I think I'm waiting to find it on Blu-ray, Franz. So, you know, you know, don't be mad at me, bro. But that's a good choice. NJ Devils underscore KM1525. Come on, bro. What's with the long IG name? It's my guy from up north, yo. One of the funniest stories I've worked with. This guy's a huge horror fan. He goes crazy around the Halloween season. He decorates inside, outside, has several parties, goes as several different characters. This guy kills it. His favorite director, John Carpenter, another John Carpenter fan. I love him, too. I love him, too. His favorite movie, Halloween. Good choice, my guy. And who's my favorite director? I don't know. Hanging out with, uh, talking to film art, Cortez, in Colorado Queen. You know, I got me thinking about my directors now. I love Pan's Labyrinth and Guillermo del Toro. I think that's, that's, that's my favorite director and favorite movie by him. Pan's Labyrinth is my movie. But uh, I also asked you guys, got off topic a little bit. Give me five movies that you love. Any, any movies, no, no particular order. You want to give me five favorites? Cool. You want to just give me five movies you enjoy? Awesome. Blu-ray soon. Let me tell you something, yo. This kid is 16. What you doing watching American Beauty, bro? Come on. Um, American Beauty, Spirited Away, of course, A Clockwork Orange, American Psycho, and Eight and a Half. This kid is insane. His knowledge of movies is on a different level. Y'all need to check out Blu-ray Sim, yo. He's the GOAT. My guy, there go Bird of Social Culture Media. Five movies he loves. Friday After Next, The Lion King, The Avengers, Paid in Full, and Rush Hour 2. Great choices, my G. Lids, 81. She gave me six, <laughs> a bonus, Roadhouse, Enemy of the State, The Legend of Billie Jean, Deadpool, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and here's the bonus, Wayne's World. I haven't seen Wayne's World, and I haven't seen The Legend of Billie Jean. I don't know what I'm getting myself into with that one. But if you say check it out, I'm going to check it out. I'm glad you have Halloween 3 on here, though, because my guy Chris Daniels for my job now, he says that movie's trash, and that is my favorite one of the old school Michael Myers. Roadhouse was the first movie I started watching down here when I moved to North Carolina. Uh, I have a Samsung, and they have a TV Plus app, and on that one of the stations was Roadhouse. I was amazed, and I couldn't believe that this movie was on, because I haven't, before I moved down here, I haven't seen that movie since, like, sixth grade. So uh, I enjoyed that movie. It felt like a brand new film for me. So that's a great choice. Um, five movies that I absolutely love. Uh, the Crow, Brandon Lee. This is my movie right here. Uh, I, I watch this at least once a year, definitely around spooky time because 
you know, Devil's Night, you know, who gets married on, on Halloween, you know what I mean? Um, I like Christian Bale a lot, apparently, but I had American Psycho on here, which just got squeezed in because I saw it recently, was blown away by it. Hostile is another first time watch for me recently, blown away by that one. Three to New was always one of my favorite movies. Um, and The Predator, I love that movie. I love sci-fi and I love Predators. And I'm glad we actually just talked about a sci-fi movie because we about to get into some conversation about Terminator. My favorite franchises, the Terminator franchise. I'm, I'm gonna keep it quick. I'm, I'm gonna go rank my Terminator movies. I'm gonna quickly explain what each antagonist Terminator can do, their weaknesses, and I'm also just gonna quickly go over and rank my favorite antagonist Terminators because that's the whole reason why I love this franchise. I love the sci-fi, I love the science, and I love the action sequences. But what keeps me interested nonstop every Terminator film is the antagonist Terminator. Now, I'm black and white when it comes to, to movies. You know, kind of like my food. I can eat cheeseburger and fries every day. And I've been getting that with the Terminator movies. You know, the burger is, is sci-fi and the fries are the antagonist Terminators. I'm, I'm satisfied with that, you know, but if this is your first time getting familiar, hearing about the Terminator franchise, you pretty much have Skynet, a human created AI network that became self-aware and decided to take out all of mankind by releasing and, and dropping nukes all over the place. And it damn near succeeded. So John Connor, who's considered the leader of the resistance, he decides to send back a couple of soldiers, a couple of Terminators to protect at first his mother, then himself, and then himself and his lieutenants. Skynet tries to counter that by sending back Terminators to destroy John Connor's mom as well as John Connor and his lieutenants as well. So throughout the franchise, this war has just escalated and it leads to um, a crazy showdown with the hero Terminator and the antagonist Terminator, my favorite. So beginning with the T-800 uh, model played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's his model throughout this whole franchise. This Terminator, the T-800, even the 850 model in Terminator 3, master infiltrator. These guys can sneak into anything and they're damn near good at it. You know, the psychological game is there so they can interact appropriately, show emotions. You know, they have living tissue, hair, muscle and all that stuff. They sweat, they bleed. So they could they could get past human and animal resistance without a problem. So you're just going to think it's another it's another human being. That's what makes this scary and dangerous. And it can also withstand large explosions, all forms of small firearms, grenade launchers. It's pretty much indestructible. We find out in one of the later movies to put it down quickly. 50 caliber to this power source, and that's it. And th that's a bummer because no other Terminator, antagonist Terminator, could figure that out. <laughs> but, you know, the T-800 model, of course he did. So the ability to learn, it's all there with the T-800, 850 models. That makes it dangerous. So you got to either take it out quick or you have no shot. And <laughs> the, the 850 always seems to win. I'm not going to lie. If you've seen Terminator 1, I'm not going to ruin it to people who haven't seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Two, three, uh, five, and six, you know what I'm talking about. So we move on to Terminator's two antagonists, Terminator, which is, it gave Arnold Schwarzenegger the most trouble. Uh, it's a liquid alloy Terminator with shape-shifting abilities. You know, it can recover from almost any injury instantly. That's big because they, they're shooting this damn thing with machine guns, with uh, handguns, shotguns, and shuffle shots. And it just keeps coming. You know, the only thing that kind of slowed it down was when they made it, when they uh, trapped it in liquid nitrogen 
and then shot a bullet at him and he shattered into pieces. It took much longer to recover and they were able to kind of create some distance. But everything else, it's like a helicopter. It crashed. It just comes out, kills a guy, gets into another vehicle and goes head on. So these Terminator Skynet makes, they won't stop until the mission is over. And Robert Patrick, if it wasn't for extreme temperatures, would have gotten the job done. Going on to Terminator uh, uh, 3's antagonist, Terminator, the Terminator XTX model played by Christine Logan. She killed it. She killed it. This Terminator should have mopped the floor with the 850 model. On paper, it definitely should have because of its built-in weapon system. It's ridiculous. I have to get my notes for this one because I didn't realize all of this was inside this Terminator. It's a liquid alloy as well, so we can shape shift form shards and a whole bunch of crap like that. But the built-in weapon system has plasma cannons, chemtech flamethrowers, uh, uh, nanotech transjector, which creates nuclear explosions if you if it fails to control you. Um, it has a circular saw. Uh, it can control other machines, an e-blaster, a pulse rifle, laser x-rays, burst guns, everything. It's John Connor uh, refers to it as an anti-terminator terminator. Like it, it goes back in time. Yeah, we're here to kill John Connor, Catherine Brewster, all your lieutenants. But I'm here to smoke other Terminators, too, because Skynet is very much aware of humans turning Terminators that don't get their mission completed on their side. So now Skynet's forced to adjust, which makes Skynet a beast. And we're going to get into a Terminator that I think also should have gotten more daylight. But Skynet becomes aware of so many different things and adjusts his plan. But he just can't seem to get the job done with all of these advanced Terminators over over the simple T-850 T model. Uh, moving on to Terminator uh, Salvation. I don't have a lot of love for Terminator Salvation, but I did appreciate how they tried to go the horror route with making Terminators imposing and scary. Because those ones that were patrolling the streets, the ones, the motorcycle Terminators, those were legit badass Terminators. I like those. But the story didn't make sense. I can't stand Sam Worthington. I think if you set a garbage can on fire and stare at it for two and a half hours, you'll get a more entertaining um, uh, adventure out of that. So moving on now to the T-3000 model played by Jason Clark. This Terminator right here, this is the scariest Terminator that that's that you don't want to mess with, you know, not not only just because it's John Connor, but it's not about abilities. Jason Clark and Terminator Genesis did a fantastic job. I thought this was I don't think this is the strongest Terminator. It's one of my favorites, but it's not about abilities when it comes to the T-3000. It's made of machine phase matter held together by a magnetic field. What does that mean? What is what is machine phase matter? It's programmable matter because it's a liquid alloy and the magnetic field holds it together. It, he, John Connor or the T-1000 model can manipulate its cells, I'm going to say. It changes the human cells to machines, nanotechs, nanobytes, and it, it makes this Terminator just... A nightmare. It's a more advanced model than the T-1000. It shapeshifts faster, recovers faster from injury, insane transformation abilities. What that means that if it's falling face first, it could reorient its body so it lands on its feet. Okay, it can create other models. It can manipulate its own nanotech particles. The only weakness that I think this has are magnetic fields that disrupt its own magnetic field. That's it. That's how they took it out. You, you have to be very strategic with this Terminator. There's no no taking it out with guns or anything like that. Um, and <laughs> this is this is a legit nightmare. I, I love Jason Clark. I thought he did a greatest John Connor. Uh, it was the T five thousand. That's another machine that's in this movie briefly that turns John Connor into this um, Terminator, the T three thousand. So it's a simply the T five thousand. We don't know too much, but it can just simply turn humans into machines by just touching it. 
So it converts its cells to machines. And I, I wish we got more love from that one. But uh, that's pretty much you have you have a Rev Nine played by Gabriel Luna. Listen, this I've never seen any Terminator get washed by a hero Terminator before. Okay, Grace. <laughs> Yo, other than uh, forming shards and being able to split its liquid metal alloy, so making two Terminators. And plus, that's that's not even all that because the endoskeleton is left without its powerful weapons. So therefore, it's super vulnerable. So what's the point, Gabriel? What are you doing? Uh, the Rev-9, you know, it's like the T-1000 wannabe. You can make shards out of it. Um, shapeshift. All these Terminators can shapeshift. The Rev-9's weakness is Mackenzie Davis, also known as Grace, because Grace literally beats it down from start to finish. And Grace, Grace will beat down Sam Worthington's character as well. I didn't care about Marcus Wright. You know, my guy, ATL Mikey, he loved Terminator Salvation. And I kind of know why. I kind of know why. Did John Connor justice? We finally got away from the timeline. Um, it, it wasn't a chase movie anymore. We got a different Terminator movie out of it, and I, I think that's what he enjoyed the most. You know, I asked him. I asked him what he liked about it. He, he just had to get back to me. But um, I can't stand Marcus Wright. You know, he rebelled. All he did was just rebel against net systems and didn't kill John Connor. He he didn't even infiltrate it. I think they found him. So he was just a waste of a character. I feel. Um. He could have definitely uh, protected Kyle Reese throughout the entire movie. But, you know, they did go away from that. Skynet getting, uh, you know, being aware of the importance of Kyle Reese, but then yet going after John Connor to set up a booby trap. You start to understand that. Grace, however, (laughs) Grace washed her villain Terminator. (laughs) She did. She saved the day. She completed her mission. She's ready for more. Grace doesn't get tired. Grace was an amazing soldier and became an even better soldier, uh, giving her uh, uh, Terminator abilities. The fact that she's she's more badass than Captain America. I'm sorry. If you were threatening, uh, I think her name is Danny that she has to protect. Yeah, it's over. She was so close to washing Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor is badass as well. Grace is not taking no mess from Sarah Connor's little sarcastic self. So, Grace, if you ask me, I think if Grace teams up, which she did, again, I'm not going to spoil any of these Terminator movies. I'm not going to talk about uh, what happened. Um, but Grace teaming up with the 850 model, mm. I would love to see how Grace does against the uh, T-1000 and the uh, T-3000, to be honest. But those are my antagonist Terminators, guys. I wanted to share with you their features, their weaknesses, and the actors that played them. Robert Patrick was a T-1000. Christina Loken was a TX. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you already know. Gabriel Luna was a Rev-9. Sam Worthington was the half-human, half-Terminator. And uh, Mackenzie Davis was Grace, who was also half-human, half-Terminator. Um, even though those are the hero Terminators, I'm, I just said it anyway. Um but my favorite uh, antagonist Terminator, without a doubt, maybe a little bit of doubt, I'm stuck between T-1000 and the T-3000. Um, I'm probably going to go with the 1000 just because not only did he look cool or have cool powers, but he gave on him problems. He rocked his, he took his arm off, blew half his face off, crushed his face, put a pipe through him like, damn, he put in work on him. More work than any other Terminator. The, the, the John Connor's Terminator, T-3000. He gave him problems, but I'm telling you, Robert Patrick's Terminator killed it. So I think the T T1000 is my favorite. T3000's up next. I like the TX a lot. Um, I, I, I like the 8 850 model as well. 
I need I need some more love though. You know, I need some more crazy gadgets and abilities. Gabriel Luna's Rev Nine, he looks cool. And when he uh took off his skin, when he split his skin on the water fighting the T fifty T T eight fifty. I love that, but it wasn't enough. I think he's one of the weaker uh, antagonist Terminators, so he's my least favorite. Um, ranking the movies, though, T2, to me, is a perfect 10. T3 is my second favorite. That's another perfect 10 in my eyes. Genesis is number three, eight out of 10. Uh, the first Terminator, I love that movie. So it's actually a tie between T1 and T Genesis. Dark Fate is number five, seven out of 10. Salvation. I, I give it a six. I give it a six, man. It, it really is uh, below that. But I, Christian Bale is in it. I, Michael Ironside, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, Common. A lot of irrelevant characters, but they did John Connor justice. And they, they, I guess that's why I didn't like it too much. I was so used to a chase movie. And this wasn't a chase movie. This was this was a war movie. So uh, let me maybe I should give it another shot. I know I know um, our antagonist Terminator. It, it wasn't there. It wasn't there at all. It was a lot of Terminators that uh, uh, the resistance was dealing with. So maybe maybe I'm partial on that one. But I definitely enjoy Dark Fate a little bit more than that. I've seen Dark Fate quite a few times, and I enjoy that film. I thought Grace Grace because of Grace. You know, uh, uh, Terminator One. I liked it a lot, but we didn't really uh, get the machine versus machine in that. Uh, I still love that movie. That's still a great film, like a freaking great film. I stop what I'm doing and watch Terminator One. Um, Terminator Genesis, though, whew, I just love John Connor's uh, uh, portrayal. Uh, I love Jason Clark's portrayal of John Connor T3000. Um, same thing with the T3. Same thing with T2. T2, though, we got more than just an antagonist Terminator. We really did. We got one-liners. <laughs> we got uh, got comedy. We got badass long action scenes, which is why that is the perfect cheeseburger and fries for me. You know, T3 is the perfect cheeseburger and fries for me, too. Just a little bit shorter action scenes than Terminator 2. You know, let me know how you rank the uh, Terminator movies and who your favorite antagonist Terminator is. Uh, but right now, I want to let you guys know five movies that you need to check out. From episode three to episode four, I've watched quite a few movies. You know, I checked out The Maturian Candidate. That's one we definitely need to check out. Escape Room Tournament of Champions on Letterboxd. I gave that three out of five stars. I enjoyed this one a lot. This one had a lot of in-your-face scenes. I, I had no hope for none of these characters from the beginning till the end. And I knew what I was getting myself into after that train scene. I'm not going to spoil it. But that train scene, I was just like, okay, eventually they're going to, you know, figure it out. <laughs> they weren't. And I was like, all right, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it just kept not happening. So I was invested emotionally after that. I was like, oh, my God, they're not going to do it. So definitely check out um, Escape Room Tournament of the Champions. The Manchurian Candidate, like I said earlier, I'm biased. But this movie is great. Denzel played a paranoid psychopath. That had no direction. You know, he was confused, but he knew what he saw, what he felt, what he knows. He he bet on himself in this movie, man. And, you know, Live Schreiber's in this movie. Uh, Meryl Streep, you know, I love Denzel. Denzel's a man. Meryl Streep kills it in this. Definitely check out the Manchurian Kennedy. I saw Now You See Me 1, Now You See Me 2. If you guys like magic, definitely check these out. These characters, these magicians, they use magic to kind of like pull up heist and and escape the law and also get revenge on people coming after them so definitely check them out yo all-star cast 
um you know i don't know how many movies i just recommended hopefully that was five but movies that i would definitely stay away from the ones that put you to sleep i have to go to my letterbox for this the swarm that was one that i saw my god i love movies motherfucker reviewed he said it was great hey i respected my g you know we're gonna have to have a conversation i want to know what you thought about it now i think my mistake with this movie was going in thinking it was going to be a horror it wasn't i enjoyed it but it put me to sleep because i'm waiting for i'm waiting for it uh, but but it happens and when it happens it happens so i guess that's what i enjoyed like it it lived up to the hype but it was it was it, it was z's across the board until it happened happened um the old ways i really thought this movie this movie had vibes of um what was the movie i saw may the devil take you it had those kind of vibes and I thought that's what I was going to get. I didn't get it. I got something else. It was cool along the lines of The Curse of La Llorona, which I love that movie. I just thought this one, no, nah, stop with the joining forces. Kill that crap. Um, so I, I, I put that in the storms of a list. Uh, a movie that technically I loved <laughs> was NECA, The Pretty Serpent. I thought we were going to get some crazy voodoo stuff. We, we got voodoo. We got craziness. But it was it was an odd crazy that I wasn't used to. I feel like I would put out a movie like this because this movie's low budget. They did their best. They did a good job giving us a great story, a great revenge flick. They just went a different route and gambled. It is for some, it isn't for some. Definitely check it out though. It's gonna push you to sleep. Pause it, wake up, finish it if if you must. Um, but those are the three uh, movies on the Snoresville's list that I kept falling asleep to. My homie Colorado Queen, she was like, you gotta stop falling asleep to the movie, Sauté. I'm just like, yo, if you knew. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, that's those five recommendations. That's my Snoresville's list. Once again, I want to reiterate, guys, check me out on Instagram and Facebook, Sauté South Podcast. I plan on asking more questions. I want you guys to answer them and recommend films to me. Please, there's a lot of classics that I just haven't seen. I got to cover ground. There are a lot that I want to watch, a lot that I'm ashamed of. So recommend some movies to you, boy. Check my letterbox reviews out. I'm converting over to the star method. I'm always posting up from reviews once I watch them. Um, check out my sound bites again. I'm trying to get you guys to listen. Hopefully there's a movie that I speak about that you like and would actually listen. And it might bring you back for more episodes. Who knows? But definitely check out the sound bites. Check out my highlights on my Instagram page. I got a lot of reviews. I got a lot of trailers. I got a lot of sound bites. And I got a whole bunch of other stuff some DVDs that I pick up. Check out my highlights, y'all. Peace!